Right, welcome to Bilge Monkey Radio, and we got some fun lined up tonight. 
Usually, this program, you all get to listen to me drink rum, babble a bit, and play some pirate tunes. And tonight, in at least these ways, it will be no different. But, now and then I like to mix things up by dangling a carrot over the listeners' heads in order to make them fight like badgers. That's right, sitting right here beside me is a brand new Lego Pirates of the Caribbean video game for the Xbox 360, and one of you will claim it for your own this very evening. And what's more, we also have a halftime treat, an interview with A.C. Crispin, author of Pirates of the Caribbean, The Price of Freedom, a new book from Disney Publishing available tomorrow in bookstores everywhere. More on the book a bit later. Right now... Let's get the contest underway. First, the rules. Contestants will face a series of 10 challenges during the show with points awarded for correct, or in some cases, close to correct answers. Final determination of the meaning of correct is solely at the discretion of me, Bilge Monkey, but I duly promise to try to be fair. By the end of the contest, whoever has the most points will be awarded a brand new LEGO Pirates of the Caribbean video game for Xbox 360. All entries must be sent via email, no chat room, Facebook, or anything else. Email only to bilge at bilgemonkey.com. Entries must be received prior to the end of the song segment. Once I start talking... Excuse me. (coughs) Fighting a little cold here. Once I start talking, no more entries will be accepted. Only one entry per challenge per contestant, so do not send amendments to your previous entry because it's just not going to do you any good. Also, and I'm astounded that I need to say this, but I suppose that you're a bunch of drunken pirates, so I guess it shouldn't be that surprising. I'd like to point out that you should really try to answer the questions asked and not just send me an email that goes off on some other tangent. That happened a lot last time, Mad Davian Odorless. And seriously, no points will be awarded for that kind of stuff. The rest of it, I think we'll just figure out as we go along. To enter, first off, you need to be listening to Bilge Monkey Radio live on Monday night, May 16th. And congratulations, if you're hearing these words right at this very moment, then you qualify. However, I thought about not doing this tonight, but I just could not do a contest, so you'll have to excuse the occasional coughing. I hope it won't be too frequent. Anyways, um, if you're hearing these words from the future via podcast or time machine, then your SLL contest is over and done with. But if you're listening now, for real now, you're still good. Uh, Oh, and one more thing. If you're doing poorly in the contest, some questions towards the end are worth crazy points that can easily tilt the balance, so do not give up. And now, first challenge. To nominate yourself as one of the contestants during this first segment of three songs, you need to email me an introduction of yourself along with a piratey threat of why I should scrap this contest and just turn over the video game to you here and now. No points awarded for this part, but this is what gets you in the game. Send those emails now to bilge at bilgemonkey.com. You have until the end of the third song of this segment, which, all told, it'll be about 11 minutes. Good luck. Send them in. When the pirates of the Caribbean get your favorite ride. When the pirates of the Caribbean one day we need your life. We started a drink, we started a fight, we took over Disneyland. And if you've got a word, 
was Jolly Ship the Whizbang with Cabin Boy Fever. Before that, Ailstorm, Nancy the Tavern Wench, and Jolly Garagers, Pirates of the Caribbean, which seems sort of topical. All right, contestants are in. Threats duly received. We have not quite as hotly contested as the last time we did a contest, but it's probably because not everyone has an Xbox. And I know that some of you lot are still trying to play video games just by banging coconuts together. It might be more piratey, but it's a lot less fun. Trust me. So, oh, I might, if these are last-minute entries, I might let them in just because some of these people showed up really late. But it will be the only... up. Oh, yep, one more we're tossing in there. But from here on, contest entries for each one must be in before I start chatting. Now that you've all joined us. And any other latecomers who aren't listening yet, they're just too bad for them. We have at the board Redbeard, Salt River Pirate, Mooncusser Jim, Captain Tom Slaughter, and just arriving, Blackhearted Jenny Burroughs. Let me just jot that one down. Done. And I'm not going to read all these threats, but my favorite, definitely the most disturbing, Ahoy Bilge, I have secretly obtained your name and address in the mundane world. Times be hard, mate. I be coming over to, with a sleeping bag and a hibachi just till things work out. Don't worry, I feed myself and stray cats are never a problem. Looking forward to seeing you soon, mate. Salt River Pirate. Yeah, uh, there, there were a lot of threats of stringing from the yard arm or stabbing with cutlasses. But that was the only one threatening to come and mooch off of me for an indeterminate amount of time. So, hats off, Salt River. Although you get the same amount of points as everyone else for that one. Zip. However, now, if I can find my notes, let's get this going proper. Uh, the first question is worth as much as 250 points. I went for big numbers this time. At the end of Pirates of the Caribbean, at World's End, after the credits, how old was Will and Elizabeth's son upon Will's return? Send those answers in. You have, let's see, what song is next? Ooh. Oh, wait, nope, nope. It is Abney Park Sleep Isabella. It was actually a request. I got some requests this week, and I'm going to try to play them, but I might not actually read the requests because... We'll run out of time before you know it. I'm already babbling too much as it is. But let's see, that's like four minutes and four minutes. So you got like 12 minutes. You can do that. Send them in.
Swain? Bosun, lad. Bosun, right. Sorry. So hardly two weeks amongst our fire crew, and already you fought in three bloody battles and sailed six of the seven seas. Tell me, lad, how do you find your bear in these days? Do you learn your hemp from a halyard, or be you still throwing your lunch a windward and crying for mum while you snore? Uh, what? How you doing? Good. Good, I suppose. Uh, it's just... Aye, lad. Spill your guts. Well, I've been noticing that whenever we board a vessel, the enemy crew look at all of you and go, Ah, pirates! Well, then they look at me and don't seem remotely phased. They're never afraid of me in the least. Ah, I noticed. And it's truth you speak, cabin boy. 
Riot gambling sword, I'd wager a handsome debt that it be that lover's guard you sport. What fails to strike the fear in their wretched hearts? I'm I'm sorry, what? The problem be your sissy clothes, lad. What, these? These are the same clothes I was wearing when I signed aboard. Indeed. But with only half a share of the plunder, I can't afford to dress like a proper pirate. And yet, without the proper clothes, I don't see how I'll ever become a scary enough pirate to earn a promotion. Oh, woe is me. Stow your whining cabin, boy. You sing a tale as old as the sea. Why, there ain't a swab amongst us that had been in your shoes at one point or another. Indeed, be the clothes what can make a pirate fearsome. The one you're new to the life, or your purse be on the light side. It's at those times we can thank our collective stars for tobeapirate.com. They can set you to look the part of a fierce and seasoned rover. And at a rate, what's fair as spring? In English, please? Tobeapirate.com offers fancy yet affordable pirate clothing. Tobeapirate.com? Gee, thanks, bosun. I'll log on as soon as it's my turn with the ship's computer. For quality pirate clothing to suit any taste and budget, visit Tobeapirate.com today.
That was the dread crew of Oddwood with Where Blue Meets Black. Before that, Mad Maggie's Rough Music and Abney Park with Sleep Isabella. Not exactly piratey, but it was by request, and sometimes I choose to honor even non-piratey requests. All right, the answers are in. Ooh, did one just make it in last minute? Nope, it did not. Um, yeah, okay. Answers are in, and you all need a little bit of a lesson in biology. I did have mapped out here that an answer of for how old was Will Elizabeth's kid at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean. I had 10 years old as an answer worth 25 points, because you're kind of ballpark, but come on. None of you thought to account for the nine-month pregnancy. This kid was nine years and three months old. Not a ten-year-old kid. It doesn't work that way. Ask any woman. Pregnancy takes time. Redbeard, Mooncuster Jim, Captain Tom Slaughter each got 25-point consolation prize. No one got the 250 points for the actual right answer. But hey, there's more chances. Next question reads thusly. <coughs> really like to stop coughing. I'm sure you'd like that too. All right. These days, pirate Lego sets mainly revolve around the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, but old school Lego fans know that pirate Lego ships have been sailing the seas for far longer. For 250 points, what was the name of the original Lego pirate flagship? You've got about six minutes. We're going to play two songs. Santiana again that day Away, Santiano Santiana again that day Along the plains of Mexico Mexico, Mexico Away, Santiano Mexico is a place I know Along the plains of Mexico With their shining eyes and their coal black hair Along the plains of Mexico I won't tell them all I know Along the plains of Mexico Liverpool girls don't use no comb Away, Santiano They combs their hair with the kipper backbone Along the plains of Mexico I was a young man in my back Away, Santiano I knocked them scouse girls five at a time Along the plains of Mexico The times it is high, the wages low 
Santiano, it's time for us to roll and go. Along the plains of Mexico. Well, it was Friday morning when we set sail and we were not far from the land. When our captain he spied a mermaid so fair with a comb and the glass in her hand, and the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do blow, and we poor sailors go skipping to the top while the landlubbers lie down below, 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 while the landlubbers lie down below. Well, up spoke the captain. Of our gallant ship, and a fine old man was he. Really ancient. Says, this fishy mermaid has told me of our doom. We shall sink to the bottom of the sea. And the ocean waves do roll, and the stormy winds do blow. And we poor sailors go skipping to the top, while the land lovers lie down below, 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 while the land The first mate of our gallant ship And a fine strapped man was he Saying, I have a wife in Killarney by the sea And tonight a widow she will be And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors go skipping to the top While the land lovers lie down The cabin boy of our gallant ship And a cheeky little bugger was he Hated the saying I'm not too sure how to spell mermaid But I'm going to the bottom of the sea Thank God And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors go skipping to the top While the land lovers lie down below, below, below And a crazy old cookie was he Saying, I cares much more for my pots and my pans And I does for the bottoms of the sea And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors go skipping to the top While the landlubbers lie down below, below, below While the landlubbers lie down Round, spun our gallant ship And three times round spun she Three times around spun our gallant ship And she sank to the bottom of the sea And the ocean waves do roll And the stormy winds do blow And we poor sailors go skipping to the top
That was Henry Martin with The Mermaid and Jolly Rogers' Santiano. We have a bit of a conundrum here because... Well, first of all, let me just double-check and make sure I've locked in those who have sent any answers. Yes, okay, so no more answers accepted. I'm getting some conflicting answers, which I thought I knew the answer to this. Black Sea's Barracuda. But several people are saying Dark Shark, which there was a Dark Shark ship, Lego ship. It was a speedboat that was released in 1991, but some people are saying that the ship itself in the Black Sea's Barracuda set was called the Dark Shark. Which, that's news to me, so I have a little bit of quick Wikipedia searching to do, or Lego searching. So we'll see. Right now, anyone who said Black Sea's Barracuda, which so far is only Moon Custer Jim, and actually, anyone else who used that phrase, and I'll give it to them, but those who just sent in Dark Shark, I'm leaning to no, but I'm looking to be proven otherwise, so I'll take a quick look while you guys are working on this next question. So, in short, jury's still out on that one. Um, while I work on that, here is your next question. Ah, I'm fighting another cough here. Wait, there it went, it's gone. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides is loosely based on the book by Tim Powers. Very loosely, one would guess by watching the previews. Of these three items appearing in the movie trailers, which doesn't actually appear in the original source material? Correct answer will land you 300 points. Here's the three items. Blackbeard's daughter, mermaids, a horse carriage chase. Send those answers in, and we'll be back in about six minutes.
Porsche for Frog Island. This Gallywag going home again. The island of Frog is where we go. When Ballywag Hold is full of gold. So send me a curse for Frog Island. This Gallywag going home again. The island of Frog is where we go. When Ballywag Hold is full of gold. That was all the apparatus with Lobster Face McGee. Before that, Captain Bug and Salty, Frog Island. The answers are in, at least those that I'm getting. A couple of no-shows. Black-hearted Jenny is falling way behind. And Captain Tom Slaughter, I don't think I got an answer on this one, did I? I'm not seeing it. But if so, I'll find it. Uh, first off, the last round. I am going to accept the Dark Shark. Um, I am finding references out there. I'm not sure if those references are legit, because some of them are just Wikipedia, but Dark Shark is all over the place. So either Dark Shark or 
Black Seas Barracuda was being accepted. And that puts Captain Tom Slaughter, Mooncuster Jim, and Redbeard all getting the correct answer. Not the Imperial flagship. That doesn't count. As to this last question that we just did, you guys just aren't devious enough. It's a trick question. All three of those items were not in the book. And I'm awarding 100 points for each one that people correctly identified. However, everyone only identified one. So, 100 points to Redbeard, 100 points to Salt River, 100 points to Mooncusser Jim. At this time, Mooncusser and Redbeard are both in the lead with 375 points. But this next piece of the contest is extra devious, which means I really like it a lot. You'll have extra time because we are about to play the interview with A.C. Crispin, author of Pirates of the Caribbean, The Price of Freedom, the new novel that is being released tomorrow. It is a prequel to the movies about Jack Sparrow when he was younger, as well as some other familiar characters, but you'll hear all about that in just a second. The interview is just about 12 minutes long, which is going to give our contestants plenty of time to work on this little homework assignment. Write a pirate haiku about either Legos, Pirates of the Caribbean, or Bilge Monkey Radio. Haiku must conform to the seven, or I'm sorry, the five seven five syllable format. And here's my favorite part that you're all going to hate. You will receive fifty points for every usage of the letter R. But misspellings resulting in extra R's will not actually count, so don't even try that. Just the proper usage of the letter R. You get 50 points for each time you use it in your pirate haiku. You can go ahead and start. And here is my interview, pre-recorded last week, with A.C. Crispin. We are talking with A.C. Crispin, author of The Price of Freedom, which is the brand new... Actually, is it released yet, or is it about to be released? May 17th. May 17th. It is the prequel to the Pirates of the Caribbean films featuring a 25-year-old Jack Sparrow. And actually, I believe that books that tackle the, the prequel material have been done before, but they've always been for kids, whereas this is actually a full-on grown-up book. That's right. There were some um, books called the Young Jack Sparrow books put out by Disney, and they were for, when you say kids, I would say, you know, readers 8 to 10, maybe, something like that. Younger kids, mm-hmm. um, not not... Uh, my book is for definitely a you know teenage and up audience. The the for one thing, it's 674 pages long, so it's really not a book you would hand to an eight eight year old. And it has some pretty bad language in it, except it's all British. <laughs> so American audiences may not recognize just how bad the language is, but it's there. So uh, yeah. Well, can you give us a very brief summary about where this story picks up and where it goes? Well, the story um, is told kind of in two parts, and it covers Jack, when, as you said, when he's 25, working for the East India Trading Company, and Cutler Beckett is his boss. But it also has almost half the book is flashbacks to when Jack was 20 years old and living in Shipwreck Cove and kind of chafing under Captain Teague's autocratic authority over him where he... You know, uh, it's it's an uncomfortable relationship. Neither of them ever refers to their 
actual relationship, which we all know about, having seen Captain Teague in the uh, in the movie, and it's pretty unmistakable mm-hmm. that uh, he's his pa- he's his pop, but um, nobody ever says it, and uh, and I kept to that in the book. Nobody ever quite says it, but uh, Jack is you know he he refers to him as his captain, not his dad, and he's having many of the same tendencies that a lot of young men do where they kind of want to get off and be out from under any kind of authority and they want to see the world. Jack is also, you know, his rebellion is taking the form of kind of, you know, a desire to go straight (laughs) rather than stay a pirate. And he, he, you know, he really, really is kind of scared of nooses and uh, with good reason because most pirates did get hung. So the storyline that starts in the flashback sequences is resolved in the sequences in the in the 25-year-old storyline. So it's a story that actually spans five years of Jack's life. And Jack is uh, is sailing for Cutler Beckett, and he's an honest merchant seaman. He's uh, first mate and then eventually captain, uh, working for the EITC. And he's uh, hauling cargo for Cutler Beckett. And that's, uh, that's sort of the groundwork for where the book is is starting out, and the adventures accrue from there. Okay. Now, uh, some of this story actually, or rather the the prequel material, you know, some of it pre-existed in comic book form in those young adult books, and then of course you have the movies, which it, here and there allude to Jack's past. What kind of parameters did you have to work within? Because this is an official Disney publication. That's so right. So how much freedom did you get in the creation of this story? Basically, I was given the end point once they decided on what story they wanted me to tell. We went back and forth for a while. This was, this was the, uh, the studio liaison uh, people. You know, they didn't, weren't sure where to set this book. And so they decided finally, let's, let's do the story of how Jack wound up enthralled to Davy Jones and all the events that led up to Jack making that that infamous bargain with Davy Jones, where he would, you know, serve him before the mast for a hundred years and return for thirteen years as um, captain of the Black Pearl. So that was the where what I had to write toward, and everything had to go towards that point. So that was the parameter I was given, and there was I was given a fair amount of reference materials, including the um, Pirates of the Caribbean mythology that's only given to people who write for the. Um, for the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And that's a very, very long book that has uh, just basically spells out everything that's known about the movies. Like it gives, you know, all the scenes that Patel and Rigetti are in, for example, and tells everything that they do. And Murtag and Mulroy, the, the two, you know, bumbling British Marines. And not to mention Captain Barbosa and Will and Elizabeth and, you know, and, and of course Jack. You know, there's a whole page that's devoted to Jack's tattoos, what what tattoos he has, hmm. and and the tea brand. You know where he got that. It reminds you that he got that from the East India Trading Company, and uh, that that was how they marked somebody that they called a pirate. So now, speaking, all those. Speaking of that, are there, are there any ooh moments in this book where we see you know Jack getting his pea brand or? His first experiments with eyeliner, I mean, something along those lines? Ha, ha, ha. You have to read the book. I, I think most people will not be disappointed along those lines. Good, good. 
that was the, the parameters I was given. I was given, you know, the books, the art of Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the making of, and, uh, you know, lots of pictures and things like that. They were very helpful about that. In addition, I accrued a, a whole bookshelf full of reference materials to write the book um, that were about how pirates functioned, how they sailed. Um, my parameters in, in writing the book also was when it didn't conflict with Disney continuity, established Disney you know, film continuity, be nautically and historically accurate. That was quite a tall order. I'll bet. So I have a lot of reference books, and I worked very hard on that. And fortunately, I had a nautical advisor named Steve Osmansky who helped me a great deal. And then I actually had an authority on pirates that I met midway through the project who helped me with uh, stuff about sword fighting and, and information about, um, oh, the pirate, uh, more information about the pirate lifestyle. His name is Bennerson Little. Oh, yes. And, yes, and he, Ben and I became, you know, good chums and, uh, and during the course of this, and he actually read and critiqued my, my, my climactic sword fight. And, uh, so it was, it should read pretty accurately. You know, thank goodness for Steve and Ben because I couldn't have written the book without them at all. Now, you had to keep this consistent with what was already established within the movies, but at the right. same time, there was a fourth movie in the works as you were writing this. That's right. Did that but come I don't into know anything on? about that movie beyond what anybody who obviously has an interest in Pirates of the Caribbean and has seen the trailers and stuff. Mm -hmm. By the way, one thing that is important on my website, www.acrispin.com, if people go there and check my blog, They'll see the advertisement there for my my uh, post office box, which is P.O. Box eight two seven, Bryantown, Maryland two zero six one seven zero eight two seven. If they send me a SACI, a stamp self address envelope, I will send them a beautiful collector edition book plate for the price of freedom, and I'll sign it. And Ooh. if they want it personalized, they can put a note in the in the. Uh, envelope and tell me how they want it personalized it's a it's gorgeous it's from the back cover it's the skull with the stormy ocean with the with the with the wild ocean you know now are you going to be doing any um formal appearances or book tours yes i have an a, appearance calendar on my website and uh, people it's just now being updated i'm may 19th i go down to richmond and i'll be there for a couple of days for the opening of the Pirates movie at the Regal Cinemas 20 in Richmond, you know, there's gonna, they're going to have Pirates playing on two IMAX 3D screens. And I'm going to be sitting in the lobby, which will be turned into an artificial beach with a giant, you know, skull <laughs> and water and everything. And they're going to have pirate ships and parrots and reenactors and mermaids. I They're having a pirate ex extravaganza in, at this uh, at the Regal Cinemas 20 outside of Richmond and it's uh, check my check my website um, after to, after well in a day or so and everything will be up there the address is up there now I think and my my whole schedule will be there and I'll be finding books there beautiful and I may even wear my pirate costume I don't know you <laughs> have decided. a pirate costume oh everybody keeps saying that uh, have, did you see my picture in the pirate costume it's on my blog I actually have a pirate costume for the first time in my life I've been I've been a boring old author who dressed like a boring old author all my life, but this time I actually went out and I got a pirate costume, and it was it was really kick-ass. I got the boots, and I got the hat, the big cavalier hat, and a blue, bright blue coat, 
it's almost like um, the coat that's described in in the book and i didn't even realize that till after i bought it i have a bright blue coat with gold you know uh uh like trim on it jack gets a coat something like that in the book he's he's really thrilled too because he loves he's such a dandy (laughs) and he loves indulging himself in you know bright colors and everything now what was that like having to write jack's frame he's so distinctive on the screen with the way he moves the way he talks and i noticed you know Throughout the book, right from the beginning, I mean, he st- you, you write in that in a mannerism that you can really hear Jack's voice in it, in that sort of wibbly wobbly, going on tangents and then coming back. He's just not very direct, you know, just like in the movie. Yeah, well, so, he's used to obfuscating because that kind of gets him what he wants. I've had people say to me, "Oh, is he gay?" You know, I mean, they asked Johnny Depp that too, and Johnny Depp laughs and says, "Oh, of course, ha ha." You know, he thought it was big, funny, but. You know, obviously Disney <laughs> did not want me to write that, and I don't think the character is. In my view, Jack uses that sort of obfuscating language and that kind of mincing around and being very fey and over people's heads and quoting Latin and 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 just trying to muddy muddy this muddy everything and and make it extremely difficult to figure out what he's doing. It's just as much of a weapon as his pistol or his sword. Because if he can confuse people, <laughs> this works best on men because he'll kind of wiggle at them and they, they, they go, ah, what does he want? <laughs> and, and they stop thinking and he gets, he bamboozles them. He completely bamboozles them. And writing dialogue for Jack was a big challenge. So is there anything else that you want readers or rather potential readers to know about this book when they're seeing it sit on the shelf? Just that I think that they will really enjoy seeing the underpinnings of where everything came from. How Jack first met Hector Barbosa, for example. Oh, and then there's his relationship with Teague, of course, which is, is, is very complicated. And then life at Shipwreck Cove and what it was like to be in that towering, you know, tottering tower of, of, of ships piled up. And there it was, my interview with A.C. Crispin, the book... Pirates of the Caribbean, The Price of Freedom is available on Amazon and elsewhere tomorrow, the 17th of May. So do check it out. Uh, Questions, emails, whatevers. Okay, well, first of all, Redbeard, I don't know what universe you live in where a haiku is 8-14-7. That just... (laughs) Sorry, your, your entry is... Off the map, so you are still stuck at your 375 points. Salt River Pirate got 8 R's, I believe. Moon Cusser Jim got 6. And Captain Tom Slaughter got a whopping 10 R's in his haiku. Where's his? Yeah, it was our Lego Pirates with the Captain Jack Sparrow. Raise your rum, rawr, rum. I know rawr probably isn't a real word, but he wrote it in the conventional way that people write it in email and stuff, so I'm accepting it. So let's see, where does that put everybody? Let's see, 500, 675, and 600. Well, Mooncusser Jim is in the lead with 675. Captain Tom Slaughter with that haiku... Brought himself into a close second at 600. Poor Redbeard fell way behind by breaking the rules of engagement. He's down at 375. Salt River Pirate at 500. And Blackhearted Jenny 
is still at zero. She's just not sending stuff. She's in the chat room. I don't know what's going on. Although she could still win. It is still possible. Let me find this next question and make sure I got the music set up for afterwards and see. Let's see. How long will that be? Okay. I should have done that before, but I did it just now. Uh, oh, we already did the pirate haiku. I don't need to read that one again. These days, the most prominent Lego pirate captains are Jack Sparrow, Blackbeard, and Barbosa. But in Lego's own universe, it's Captain Brickbeard that rules the piratey seas. However, before any of this lot sailed into the scene, there was another Lego pirate captain that reigned supreme ever since the first Lego pirates launched in 1989. For an even 300 points, no tricks, no wordplay, what was the name of the original Lego pirate captain? You have about five or six minutes, two songs, good luck. So good. 
That was the good ship with Sea Monsters. Before that, Captain Dan and the scurvy crew, Seaweeds. The answer, of course, to that one was Captain Redbeard. I believe Captain Roger was also... Was it Roger or Robert? I don't care. People got it right. In fact, this one, everybody got the right answer. So 300 points went out to all of our contestants. Yay! Which leaves Mooncuster Jim still in the lead with 975. Blackhearted Jenny no longer has zero. She now has 300. And everyone else is in the middle there somewhere. Captain Tom Slaughter, close second at 900. Yada, yada, yada. If you're keeping score at home, don't expect me to do your work for you. All right, next question. This is a bit of a wild card one. So pay attention. It's a little tricky on how points will be awarded. Name three bands featured on Bilge Monkey Radio. Points will be awarded equal to the sum total of the songs in the Bilge Monkey inventory by those three bands. So, for example, if you name three one-hit wonder bands that I only have one song from each of them, you're going to get three points. As any regular listeners of this show know, there's some bands who have a lot more than three songs in their inventory. You name three bands that have a lot of songs, you're going to get a lot of points. So, start naming those, and you can score some mad points. Got three songs lined up, about seven minutes... Damn it, almost made it. About seven minutes worth, so get to cracking and good luck. Oh, 
do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? I wake in the morning, way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises. I like it in the morning. Trace them up in a running bow line. Trace them up in a running bow. Trace them up in a running bow line. I lay in the morning. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. I lay in the morning. Give him a taste of the bosun's rope and give him a taste of the bosun's rope and give him a taste of the bosun's rope and I'll lie in the morning. Way hey and up she rises, way hey and up she rises, way hey and up she rises, I'll lie in the morning. Take the baby and call it bosun. Take the baby and call it bosun. Take the baby and call it bosun. I like you the morning. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. I like you in the morning. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. Have you seen the captain's daughter? I like you in the morning. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. I like you in the morning. That's what we do with a drunken sailor. That's what we do with a drunken sailor. That's what we do with a drunken sailor. I like you in the morning. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. I like in the morning. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. Way hey, and up she rises. I like in the morning. man has a vote in affairs at the moment, has equal title to the fresh provisions or strong liquors at any time seized, and may use them at pleasure unless a scarcity makes necessary for the good of all to vote a retrenchment. Two. Every man to be called fairly in turn by list on board of prizes because they were on these occasions allowed a shift of clothes. But if they defrauded the company to the value of a dollar in plate, jewels or money, marooning was their punishment. If the robbery was only betwixt one another, they consented themselves with slitting the ears and nose of him that was guilty and set him on shore, not in any uninhabited place, but somewhere where he was sure to encounter hardships. No person to game at cards or dice for money. Four. The lights and candles to be put out at eight o'clock at night. If any of the crew after that hour still remained inclined for drinking, they were to do it on the open deck. Five. To keep their piece, pistols and cutlass clean and fit for service. Six. No boy or woman to be allowed amongst them. If any man were to be found seducing any of the latter sex and carried at a sea disguised, he was to suffer death. Seven. To desert their ship or quarters in battle was punished by death or marooning. Eight. No striking one another on board, but every man's quarrels to be ended on shore at sword and pistol. Nine. 
No man to talk of breaking up their way of living till each have a share of £1,000. If in order to this any man should lose a limb or become a cripple in service, he must have $800 out of the public stock and for lesser hurts proportionately. Captain and quartermaster to receive two shares of a prize. The master, boatswain and gunner, one share and one half. The other officers, one and a quarter. Eleven, the musicians to have rest on the Sabbath day, only by night. But the other six days and nights, not without special favour. These are the articles of Bartholomew Roberts and his crew, 1721.
went a little long on that when I was so busy doing math that I actually let one extra song roll by. That's okay, I need the extra time. I'm doing math for you people. That's how much I care about my listeners. That was Pirate Jenny with Pirate Jenny. Before that, Roy Matei, The Articles of Black Bart, Brigands, Drunken Sailor, and Brian and Bastard's Song of the Siren. Got an interesting mix of answers on that last one. Um, again, that was name three bands and that are featured on Bilge Monkey Radio, and each contestant is awarded the number of points equal to the number of songs those three bands have. Redbeard, I think, is thrown in the towel because he named all the apparatus, Momus, and who's the other one? Frustrators, which means he got one point, one point, and fifteen points for all the apparatus, seventeen points. I don't think he was trying. Most people got things a little bit more middle of the road. Uh, Black Card Jenny got 186 points, and uh, Salt River got 279. Might interest you guys to know that the three bands that have the most songs in the inventory are the Jolly Rogers with 139, Musical Blades with 117, and the Pirates Charles with 103, and Moon Cusser Jim named those three bands for a whopping 359 points, keeping him still in a comfortable lead with 1,259 points. Captain Tom Slaughter still trailing just beyond with 1,184, but I remind you, as I said, it is anybody's game right to the end. And I'm fighting a sneeze, so, you know, give me a second. Okay. 
Next question. Actually, this one isn't so much a question. It's a treasure hunt. If you visit lego.com, within three clicks, you can find yourself on a page dedicated to the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean video game. The one you're competing for. Yes, um, one of you mentioned a plastic toy you don't know what to do with. This is not for Legos. This is for a video game for the Xbox 360 that features Legos and is about Legos. It's really af- very fun. I played it. It's kind of awesome. Anyways, um, visit lego.com. Within three clicks, you can find yourself on a page dedicated to the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean video game. The masthead on this page features four pirates, Jack, Blackbeard, and Angelica Beard. Name that fourth pirate. Points will be awarded on a first-come, first-served basis. The first to submit a correct answer gets 300 points. The second will get 250. The third will get 200. And all subsequent correct answers will get 100. And if you're sitting around waiting for me to yell, ready, set, go, then you're probably already trailing behind. So get moving. Uh, We'll play two songs for about five minutes. And then we'll see what you got. Gonna eat too much. Bad pirate gonna drink all the rum. Bad pirate gonna drink all the rum. Yeah, bad pirate gonna drink all the rum. Bad pirate gonna drink all the rum. Bad pirate, bad pirate, bad pirate gonna have so much fun. Gonna burn the whole sucker down. Bad pirate gonna rape all the girls. Bad pirate gonna rape all the girls. Bad pirate gonna rape every girl. Bad pirate gonna rape all the girls. Bad pirate, bad pirate, bad pirate gonna rape the whole world.
Ride up, you swabs, and answer quick when I call your names. For you've just joined the most fearsome crew of pirates in the... And with Quartermaster Jenkins, did the press gang recruit us a crew of accountants and weathermen? That's weather perfect. Thank you. I'm, I'm a clean... Why, uh, no, sir. Of course not. Then why do all our new swabs look like a troop of circus-performing cubicle monkeys? Hey, that's a rash judgment. I like the circus, man. Oh, well, sir, they've only just been recruited, you see. It takes time to attire a crew of pirates. What with all the shopping around and the doubloons you've got to save up, why, it might take months or even years before we... Belay that drivel, Quartermaster Jenkins! I can't be seen plundering the King's merchant fleet with a crew of nip-cheeses and paper-pushers, but I've also hardly the time or the booty to accumulate the proper garb for these lads. Ah, uh, well, sir, then maybe we should set a course for tobeapirate.com? We can get this crew looking salty right quick with their excellent selection of hats, coats, shirts, vests, pants. Why, they even have complete garb sets if we be pressed for time. And that says nothing of their selection of accessories, from belts to swords to sextants and more. Why, that's the ticket! With tobeapirate.com's vast assortment of pirate swag, we can have each of these scabs looking like true pirates in no time. And with none of the hassle of shopping all over Tarnation. Well done indeed, Quartermaster. I knew there was a reason I never keelhauled you. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, Captain. For quality pirate clothing to suit any taste and budget, visit tobeapirate.com today. We are the Bamboo Maroon. When the Bamboo Maroon first come to the Frog Island, there was nobody here. Only the Purple Tea was here. Can you dig it? We have many questions. We ask the Purple Tiki this question. We ask the Purple Tiki, where do we build village? We ask, how do we make fire? We ask, which berry do we eat that make us no throw up? The purple tiki, no answer. The purple tiki never answers. The purple tiki only listens. The bamboo maroon, we think this wise. What is the purple tiki thinking? We don't know. Bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon. Can you take it? Bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon. Can you take it? Where you come from, purple tiki? We don't know. We don't know. From the Isle of Martinique? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe you from Mozambique? Could you be an ancient Greek? We don't know. Yeah, 
That was Captain Bog and Salty with Purple Tiki for that Mizzen Fat Pirate Blues. Okay, that last question about which pirates were featured on the masthead on the video game page. Got some bizarre answers. Some people guessed just to try to beat the rush, which I respect that, but they guessed wrong. Uh, some people sent answers that I don't know what they were looking at. And one person got the right answer. That was Redbeard. Did no one else get it, really? I don't think they did. Um, wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, well, one person said, I don't know, which I guess that's technically a correct answer in a way. Uh, yep, Redbeard had Davy Jones, so 300 points to Redbeard. Which brings him up to 992 points, which still leaves him a ways to go. But we're on the home stretch. Two more questions, and there were some points, so anyone can still win this. Anyone who's actually in the contest. <clears throat> Our ninth question. Many of us pirate enthusiasts first caught the bug while riding the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. And while the movies were pretty sweet, some of us with delicate inner children felt somewhat wounded when Disney decided to include Jack Sparrow and Barbosa into the ride's crew. Leave my ride alone already. Don't mess with our childhoods. One Disney theme park, however, seems to share our view on the subject. For 500 points, which Disney theme park does not include movie characters in their Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Get moving. Play uh, only one song for this one. Really? That doesn't seem like very much. There'll be two songs. Figure about five or six minutes worth. Out 
the cutlass in my neck. Just enough to 
another round Just enough to drink another round Just enough to drink another round That was Man Overboard with Cutthroat Crew. We also had Sferzando. Welcome to my shipwreck. The answer, of course, to which of the Disney theme parks does not feature the Pirates of the Caribbean movie characters was Disneyland Paris. And let's see, Blackhearted Jenny missed that one, but Captain Tom Slaughter, Mooncaster Jim, Salt River Pirate, and Redbeard all got it correct, which puts them all pretty much, it's not neck and neck. I mean, the Mooncaster's ahead with 1,759. Captain Tom Slaughter is next with 1,684. Salt River with 1,579. And Redbeard with 1,492. Blackhearted Jenny is trailing behind a bit with 486 points. But, and I almost feel bad about this because some of our contestants have really made noble efforts and come up with some really tough answers that I didn't think they would, but... This last question is especially tough and probably more based on luck than anything, and it can throw it all to hell. So, Jenny, you still have a chance. Mooncuster Jim, I wish you well, but it's kind of up to luck. The last time I held a contest of this nature was in March of 2010 when I forced listeners to squabble like hungry dogs over a book by Kraken Rum. I conclude that contest with the meanest question I could muster, and tonight we conclude with the very same question, although the answer, I warn you, will be different. Since its very beginning in July of 2007, how many times have Bilge Monkey radio podcasts been downloaded? Guess the number and win big. If you're within 50% of the correct answer, you'll get five points. If you're within 25%, you'll get 100 points. 10% gets you 250 points. 5% gets you 500 points. If you're within 1% of the correct number, then you'll get a whopping 750 points. And if you guess the figure exactly, you will be awarded, I kid you not, a million billion points. And because I'm such a rock star, I'm going to even give you a hint. When I asked the same question last year, how many times has it been downloaded? The answer was 132,646 downloads. Now a little bit over a year later, give us your best guess. Good luck. You got about five and a half minutes as we play Pirates Charles Kill Gothia. <laughs>
Was Pirates Charles with Kilgrathia from their album Conquer. Okay, how many times since its inception have the Bilge Monkey podcasts been downloaded? We're going to take these ones one at a time. First, Blackhearted Jenny guest, 2,036 downloads. Jenny. And she said, you know, at least she tried. And I, yes, she did. Thank you for playing. I would have advised guessing higher than last year's number because it's cumulative. It was since its inception, not just in the past year. And since last year was like 130-something thousand, 130,000, for it to be 2,000 now means that people have been returning podcasts, and I don't think that's possible. So Blackhearted Jenny remains at 486 points. Redbeard. Guessed 240,500, which was within 50% of the correct answer. So he gets five points for a total of 1,497 points. Captain Tom Slaughter, God bless him, guessed 797,822 downloads. Which is off the chart, worth no points, but I do appreciate that he is the only person who guessed high. So, thanks Slaughter. No points for you, so, or on that question, but that leaves you with a total of 1,684 points. And then we have Salt River Pirate, who guessed 350,000. Thank God he used a comma use because he forgot to put an extra zero there. So actually he guessed 35,000. But with the comma, we know what he means. 350,000. Which is within 25% of the correct answer. Which is worth 100 points. Which puts Salt River up to 1,679 points. And... Mooncusser Jim guessed 1,079 or 179,861 times, which, like so many other answers, is way low, completely off the chart, worth no points, and leaves Mooncusser Jim at 1,079 or 759 points, which makes Mooncusser Jim, despite missing that one, the winner. So congratulations, Jim, on your new 
Xbox 360 Lego Pirates video game. For those of you who want to know, the correct answer, how many times has Bilge Monkey Radio been downloaded since its inception? The answer that would have been worth a million billion points is 435,837 times. Thanks to all the contestants for playing. Thanks all of you for listening. I would like to mention that next week, which would be the 23rd of May, there will be no Bilge Monkey Radio as I will be out of town. I will return on Monday, May 30th. Probably more of a normal show. Pirate music, rum swilling, all that good stuff. We'll look forward to seeing you then. And until then, drink some rum. Um, enjoy some pirate movie that I hear is coming out this weekend. And we'll see you again real soon.
And I know it's been worthwhile When it's time to meet me, maker I'll be wearing me a 